Hi, good morning. Yeah, the computer thing was not working out. I thought I would try, though. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Yep. Oh, boy. It was not a good situation. So I reached out to the family that adopted the kids, and which was a really hard pill to swallow because I was literally ready to write them off. Like, I was so angry. Um, and I just gave her a brief update and said things are going amazingly well, as they always do with me, that, you know, I have a tendency to just, you know, when it comes time for change and I'm committed to it, to just go all in. And she was like, well, that's really nice, but you're going to have, and she just has this passive aggressive way, this tone that I can hear in her voice, but she basically was like all the ways I'm going to have to fawn and kiss her ass and how I'm going to have to make things right because, you know, I basically, and I stopped reading most of the message. It was like all the ways that you and all the things that you, and you cause damage and you hurt us. And she did the one thing that I asked her not to do the last time we spoke. And that was, I asked her not to give me verbal updates, just send me pictures and videos because it was difficult for me. It was hard. And she didn't honor that. And so she just threw it in my face and she gave me this brief snippet um, and a paragraph of what the kids like were up to and changes and character traits. And was like, basically, this is all you're going to get. Um, until you have earned, you know, she, she I, I could go back in the email and actually read it verbatim, but said that I was going to have to earn and I went through the roof. I went through the roof and I, when I'm upset and I, I don't come out verbally, I come out in writing and she's like, see, this is what I mean. Totally unstable. Um, you know, you're not safe to be around. And I said, actually, no. I said, we're going to get you on a call with my therapist. I said, I don't care if we need to call, sit down in a meeting, in a virtual meeting with Ellen, with Josh, with Sarah, with my PCP. What do you need? I was like, because you're gaslighting me. And I just, my boundary went down. I was like, you're gaslighting. This is abusive. Um, I need to be able to see the kids. And basically, I know it just, um, yeah, yep. And I sent some other proof and screenshots of the conversation I had with Julie about her instability um, and, you know, how it didn't match up um, and some things that she said that outwardly said she's vindictive and willing to take things really far, so far that the police had to get involved with her and her husband when she found out that he was cheating. So I sent her the screenshot of how she responded to me when I told her, no, I wasn't having a baby. I was like, I'm not taking the blame for this. I was like, this is your Looney Tune friend, Julie. I have no doubt that she w was the one who went to you and vindictively caused all of this between the two of you. And it's retaliation for saying no. So 
oh my God, I've been in an emotional flashback for days. I have not, like I was doing so amazingly well and I'm in that state of um, ruminating and I get so mad I shake. Um, I haven't been able to sleep. I was up until about 4 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. We have somebody that rented the room next door that did not stop talking until after 4 in the morning. He talked all night long. But um, even so, I couldn't sleep. And I don't normally have that problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to pull out of it. And the only way that I can cue myself to pull out of this one and see any way out of it is to just say fuck it and to let it go and but I as I've told you when I get to that fuck it point I'm I fear that I have such not vindictiveness but commitment to it that my fuck it point will go forever to the point where we'll get 10 15 20 years down the road 25 years down the road and the kids will knock 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 on the door or on the Facebook you know, request wall, and I'm going to be like, fuck off. Because um, all the things that she also has, a lot of projection, she has said, you're not going to break the bond between me and the babies, and I'm going to protect them. And I'm like, "What you? but you're, you're, you've just intentionally been trying to break my bond with the children. Um, I went, um, I was on Facebook, and I just happened to be digging for some pictures, and Pictures of the adoption are plastered all over social media. They're on the court website. They're on the lawyer's website. So here I have this woman that adopted my kids that initially said she went off the grid because um, she was saving, you know, she wanted those pictures. They were private. That only a limited amount of people, close friends and family, had access to those you know, her profile and, and those pictures. And she didn't want me sharing them. And here she is, you know, using my children as poster children all over social media for an adoption. So there was a conversation feed and a lot of likes and whoever, you know, when they checked into the, the county courthouse, the family, you know, child, youth and family division or the adoption division, um, that flagged Facebook and, you know, a lot of people have access to see it and people that they know and they don't know. And it was pictures with her and the lawyer and her family and his family everybody it was a party but I wasn't invited and I wasn't there um and they've just attempt they've painted a picture as if you know they've rescued these babies and people on Facebook are like oh they're so loved this is so great so I went off and I started commenting and there are pictures that I responded sad that I responded angry to I said I'm the adoptive mother this was supposed to be an open adoption they proceeded in a closed adoption like, I have given them the chance to make it right, and they proceeded with a closed adoption. What a mess. So. Yep. And, and she's been painting a different story verbally when you read what she has to say. Um, and that was one of the first correctives that she gave me back when she went no contact, when she just caught me off guard. This woman went on to pretend to be my friend and to pretend to be supportive and to never raise any concern other than not wanting to talk about Chris. That was the only thing. And in this email, she also said that I've contacted your family. I've reached out to your family 
huge boundary crossing and they are in the, the abusive family members that I don't speak to. They're very in support of this adoption. They really need you. They really, there's a lot of people standing behind you that want you to get mental help. I went through the roof and she said, and Chris is, um, is, is in support. Chris is very supportive. I'm like the Chris that we're not supposed to talk about. So this woman's pulling out all the stops, all the stops. Yep, my, it is. That, and when my voice, when my voice is being heard, if I go back and read you or send you the emails, she talks about how I'm entitled, acting entitled, and how I'm not entitled, and I should be grateful. It's just narc language. Oh my God, it's like female narc language, and how you know we took those babies off your hands, and you should be grateful and. This wasn't a surrogacy. Basically, this is how you're a piece of shit, kind of, is pretty much how this went. And I've been biting my tongue, but I finally have, when I go, I go. And I'm prepared to just be like, really? You were the one who was pregnant as a senior in high school at the age of 17, who had to graduate six months early. Your husband's first wife was the laughing stock of the school when she was 14 and pregnant, and she kicked off the whole teenage, teen pregnancy train. We, I was 30, uh, 28 when I had my first, I was 35, and I was 36 when I had babies two and three. We are not the same. You are fucking trash is really what I'm like. I'm biting my tongue to not bring up past issues, but all this woman does is talk, you know, I speak to her in real time, and she's like, actually, you're going to have to make up for the past damage that you've done. For, uh, she wants me to fawn to, she said, to make her feel safe again, to rebuild a relationship with them that I didn't break, that they broke when they went silent and they didn't include me in the closed adoption that was supposed to be open. And now she's even like just handing all of that garbage to me, like not accepting responsibility. She said, I'm sorry if we hurt you, that wasn't the intention. And then we're blaming you for all of it. I pretty much did and I and I was hammering her with emails and it was coming in pieces and it was harsh and it was along these lines and this I did type up this email and didn't send it last night but man I was spewing um and I for the first time referenced her as a manipulative I said you're behaving like a manipulative conniving little cunt yeah I'm not one. I'm not one for name calling. I'm usually one to reference one's behavior. Um, and she has she has a habit of calling his ex wife Conteresa. So the word so the word cunt is not beside her, which I wouldn't be surprised if she used it against me and was like, "Wow, you know, you're swearing at me." And if we were to go to court, she's calling me names. I'd be like, "Well, Your Honor, she references his wife on the ex-wife on the daily as Conteresa." So I've heard both of them speak. 
They swear like sailors. He does. But yeah. Oh, she totally would. Yeah. And solution, the number one solution, and not that I should have to, is to be, I have to put licensed professionals on the phone, on, the, on a phone call with her with permission to say, you know, let's talk. And, you know, to dispel any myths and rumors and to especially put them in the place of she, I, I stopped reading the message because the message was so toxic. She started in with the C. Um, very unstable, like bipolar, da 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 da, da and, that, and I, I couldn't go any further. And I had to stop there. So she shouldn't be diagnosing one bit. She's not qualified. You know, the woman graduated from high school. She's worked low level up to real estate agent. She's doing great on that front. She is a very great employee, but she's not a mental health personality. And where that came from was Julie. Julie was the one who was like, I'm a foster parent. And I've had kids that were beaten and tortured and, you know, you need this and you need that. And and the last conversation we had just before I said no to her with the, I'm not having a baby for you, had a lot to do with the fact I was like, no, my support team and I really just are advocating for shelter. All I really need is shelter. Everything else is good. And she's like, no, actually, Laura, Jake, Laura Jacobs, that's a clothing place, um, Something Jacobs is a really great psych ward. And like Julie was trying to convince me to check myself into um, emergency, like go to the hospital. And then she was translating messages over to, to um, Sandria. So yeah, they, these, these two have been kind of like gaslighting me for quite some time. And you're not well and you need to go to the hospital, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. And I was very clear with Sandria back when I started seeing you that um, Sarah had verified and validated PTSD. And I was well aware that this was more of a complex post-traumatic stress disordered response and PTSD type of situation that I was working through. And I've advocated, I've told her that it's something that I can work through and be well. And the fact that I'm doing so well. It was like she had to cut out my legs before my daughter's adoption so that they could proceed with the adoption as a closed adoption because they don't want anybody to know that I'm healthy and well and that I should be a part of the baby's lives. They're trying to get through what I think is June 9th as a court date. Yeah. Yep, I do. That has never stopped, and it's been over three months since I've seen them. And Asunta would say, well, you said something. I, 
she would throw out that I'm confused because you said something to her the last time she made communi- you know, communication, maintained communication, but she reached out weeks after she went silent. It had, it, the damage had already been done. By the time I got an update with the kids and pictures and videos, it was weeks. It was too long. I gave them a, <clears throat> a chance to autocorrect right away, and they didn't, and only came back with blame-shifting responses and assignments that I need to do. And that's what they're continuing to do, and I perceive it as bullying. I perceive it as not, um, it's not helping my emotional well-being because I don't have any connection to anything or anyone that I love except for them and my children. And I have Corey and Sandy and Matt standing between my children that are projecting a fear of danger and saying, I can't be near the kids. And when, if I painted my, his, my, my older son's father's history, um, you would question why my son is even with him, period. His mental health history, his military history, his episode when he was 15. These are the people saying I'm dangerous. But they're very dangerous. Yeah, Corey, when he was around the age of 15 or 16, his girlfriend... My older son. He's keeping me from my older son. They're keeping me from my younger son. And now Sandria has reached out to the family that's assisting in keeping me from my younger son. Classic mobbing behavior going on. I was pulled from my mother's house at the age of 17 um, with the help of law enforcement and my school staff. And here this woman is having access to my son. Something isn't right. My older son's father, he had a shooting in a firearms incident when he was 15 or 16 and was um, had to go, he, he had to be sent in for mental health treatment and went away for a while. He was discharged from the army having gone LOA um, absent without leave, AOL actually. And, um, he and his girlfriend snuck back to the United States, flew back from Germany and hid in the basement. And then his grandfather was high and mighty society and called in a favor to the governor. And he was able to get out of the military without going to Fort Carson. When I told a police officer that I was working with, um, a couple years ago, when this all went down, some of his past behaviors that make him very dangerous and, um, volatile, um, and the fact that he got out of the military, um, he's a Freemason. His father is a Freemason. They have connections um, that he's like, I don't understand. I'd still be in Fort Carson if I pulled that shit today. I said, this is how good and manipulative this family is. They have money, they're Freemasons, and they do what they want. He's no stranger to showing up on someone's lawn with a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's the type of angle I usually see things from is that not holding the past against them or I would have never dated him. I knew the guy had issues. Chris, I knew the guy had issues. Judge and tell them that she has also, you know, had poor character in the 
guess I just wonder, you know, some of the content of those emails that you sent her, from what I hear, it does sound like I can imagine it doesn't take us again. I think my main concern is being able to dispel the myths and rumors of diagnoses that don't exist is to be like, first and foremost, I don't see that. First and foremost, I don't see that. Um, And what I do see is, and she's given me permission to share with you, and I don't see this helping her condition at all type of situation. I think that would be the most helpful is to steer her down the proper path of actually this is what we're working through none of that and that's not helpful it's kind of antagonistic and instigating in all honesty is what I, how I feel it, it is and I would rather have someone go straight to them with how they feel what I'm really struggling with and what is triggering and not helping Um, it, it's indicative of what my family has done and what, um, Corey has done. If I'm not mistaken, I believe, and I don't have access to his medical records, but I know his in and out of his, um, his instability and his challenges. He was up and up until recently, um, when I cut contact between him regarding Sawyer, he was like sending me articles. I've been doing research and I think you've got bipolar. And then, so he says something to my family and then my family says the same thing. I think you've got bipolar. And I've, I've been straight as an arrow my, for 37 years. I've had people who have had volatile blowups, infantile meltdowns, much like Chris's mother, Chris, Corey, Corey's dad, my mother, my stepfather have all displayed severe, very childish meltdown, anger and aggression. And I've not been emotionally up and down. I've been a fawner. I've had to freeze. I've had to keep my mouth shut. I've had to argue a little bit, but I've never been up and down. I've never been, I'm good one day. I'm not good the next day. That's never been an issue. So I've got these people who are very all over the place pointing their finger at me and saying that it's me. And it's like, actually, no, it's you. But what it comes down to is we're not, you're not qualified to have this conversation with me or to diagnose other people. And that's gaslighting and that's abusive. Mm-hmm. that you kind of imagine you communicating with some of these people in a way to clarify like what is like the help that you're getting and what you know, what is experiencing dealing with and how we're working on expressing needs and getting needs met and she is well aware Chris is well aware because he has said I don't ask for much They've been quoted in saying that I don't ask for much, but at this point they're taking advantage. And so when I do ask for, for simple things, they're saying no and saying no, but here's what you're going to do. And you're going to jump through these hoops and barriers and hurdles and you're going to fawn and kiss our ass. And then when we decide then, well, maybe that it's conditional. Um, I, pr- I come from a place of unconditional, you know, provided we have to set some limits and yeah. These people are yanking me around emotionally and it's not helpful to the point where I just don't, 
I need to have a relationship with the kids. It's important to me and I don't like what they've done, but I have no issue walking away permanently forever. And I know that later that's going to have a retaliatory effect. That's going to have consequences that come down on the kids as it already probably is with Sawyer because he's tried to email me and reach out and I won't, I, I won't respond because it's always Corey getting in the middle and starting something again. I, there is no Sawyer without Corey, period. I'm sorry. Yeah. What are they asking you to do? Um, let me take a look. I'll go back and check and read the email. She was basically, she gave me the synopsis and said, this is how things are going to go until we have, you've earned basically trust back and make us feel safe. And I'm like, I got upset with you because you went off the grid and that hurt me and you didn't respond right away. Like they're, they're not understanding how they're making the situation worse and not better. I don't access my um, computer often, so it's really slow. Nothing is turning up. Yeah, it was, you know, after several weeks on the beach and paddling and having a suntan and being good to go, um, putting down a deposit on the new apartment down the street, I'm getting ready to move in two days and I'm going to be right on the beach again. Yeah. And then I got these people kind of coming in saying, yeah, no, you're not worthy. You're not qualified. Okay, this is right here. This is exactly what I have concerns with. Instability, exclamation point. It would seem to be bipolar or schizophrenic behavior. I will remind you, I have everything documented. One day you reach out to us out of the blue, starting with the baby, stating the baby should remain with us. And days later, you say they should be with anyone but us. That was me saying, I want, the, at this point, I want them to be with anyone but you. That's me saying, I'm upset with how this is going. I'm upset with how you're doing it. Um, you say I won't hear from you, but then continue to email me. It's very confusing and quite honestly exhausting. You tell us how happy you are that you chose us within days of signing the paperwork. Rave about how well you were doing with the placement. And now day you were coerced and under distress. Yeah, she's leaving out the part where she went silent and disappeared. I will make sure the judge gets a copy of this email stating... You don't want the babies. Yes, I don't want to raise the babies. I want to be involved with them. Class act, Christy. You resort to name calling and threats anytime you don't have control. What is it you call that? Projection, right? Hmm. And add that to your list. Everything isn't about you. Every show, every song, and you are not that important. That 
is narcissistic, isn't it? She's not very grammatically awesome. Hmm, more projection. The bottom line is, you neglected Lowell. You abandoned him just like you did to Sawyer. She cut contact and she's accusing me of abandoning him. My son was like three weeks old when they jumped in as his um, godparents. And a few months later, they offered to adopt. She says, the bottom line is you neglected Lowell. You abandoned him just like you did to Sawyer. Luckily, it was with us and we loved him and wanted him to have a safe place with people who really care and didn't just want to post a picture of him on Facebook. You thought you could keep a man by getting pregnant. It's not the first time, but it didn't work. Corey's the one who got me pregnant. And I'm the one who refused to marry him. He baby trapped me. And she's spinning the narrative and accusing me of everything that my abusers have done. She says, I did wish you well. I did hope we could repair this. Unfortunately, you have gone too far. Now excuse me while I go tend to my babies because they are my life and they know I am always there for them. Extremely. Yeah. Extremely. Extremely. It couldn't be further from the truth. This woman is willing to say whatever it takes. And it sounds like because she said that, she's taking... Those words sound like either Chris or Corey or my family coming through. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a combination now because it's the first time I read through that email. I, w I didn't read it before. That's the first time that I've processed through that. And that is, she's grasping at straws and using 
anything and anyone and statements people have used against me before, which is super triggering as well in terms of trauma, in terms of, yeah. She's bringing me back in time rather than encouraging growth forward. She's gone too far. She's in, she, I, she's now in the category with my mother. She's in the category with my family. She's in the category with Corey. She's in, she's just not in the circle. She's out. She's an abuser. She's gone. I gave her a chance, I think more than anyone alongside Chris, the chance to stay in my life. They're the only two people I didn't cut off like a piece of garbage. Like I, I, I normally cut people off when, with, with bad behavior very promptly. Chris and her are the only people I even remotely attempted to give them the opportunity to make right. And instead they want, they're projecting and want me to do their work for them. Yep. Hurling the same bullshit statements like Corey. Corey didn't leave me alone. It was a severe domestic violence. He ch- case for that went on for years. He wouldn't leave me alone. He broke restraining orders. I left him in 2010 and he didn't remotely even leave me alone until 2012/13. He kept coming back. He kept stalking. He kept saying, if you marry me, then I'll stop. He did the same thing to the next fiance. If you marry me, then I'll stop. I couldn't have run further from him. And at this point, my response is different. It's not, before it was defensive and it was some threat of consequences. And it was like, I really regret picking you, but now it's at a point where it's just pure sadness. It's pure hurt. Like knowing that I'm done. It's that, that acceptance, that place where I'm not even mad anymore. I'm just done with her. I don't need toxic people like that. Mm-hmm. She's she's not good for me. She's she's not healthy to be around. It does. It means I'm giving up on them, and here she is. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. She talks about me abandoning Lowell. Well, I'm not abandoning him until now. I'm walking away from him now. From yeah, from both. Yeah. Lowell and Harlow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
And I don't mind feeling sad. I don't mind feeling sad. I feel betrayed. Um, <clears throat> I don't like people running a false narrative and believing a false narrative and throwing it in my face. And I, I, I don't believe that she believes all of it. I believe that she's just fighting fire with fire and spewing mud at mud. Um, yeah. Yep, and I don't mind moving through the emotions I have. The problem I have is being having them used against me and the fact that I feel like I'm being conditioned yet again, like the family I grew up in, to not be emotional, to not be allowed to have emotions, to be seen, not heard, to be perfect, to don't express emotion. Or they, my grandfather would call, he was abu extremely abusive emotionally. I wasn't there for his first marriage, but I hear stories, but I observed his second marriage and he was very emotionally invalidating to his wife, to everybody else, to me. My mother took on the same pattern, even though she was emotionally very volatile and had meltdowns. And that's probably why. Oh, if I, and here I am, if I do express any emotion whatsoever or try to access it and process it through with her, she's over there saying, you're bipolar, you're schizo, whatever she said. And if you read my emails, I have a very good delivery with words. And I feel that my comprehension and my grammar and my, uh, that it's above her. When, as I just really processed through probably one of the lengthiest emails I've ever gotten from her, I came to realize she doesn't have high levels of comprehension and grammar. She has base level high school. Um, and then she went into the working community and was a stay-at-home mom. So you know, she's not the most literate and I could see her or already operating out of defensiveness and not even processing or trying to understand what I'm saying before she's just throwing out. Yeah.
people out of it right now because you know you were you know you are feeling sad right now and I think for yourself personally whatever kind of self-soothing to do to honor the sadness that you're feeling because you know I think that again I want to reiterate that you've had a very hard life and you've had significant losses and that comes with a lot of sadness mm-hmm just the same thing that I always do. Um, I have no issue just moving on with my life and starting to compartmentalize and just do me and live my life and not get hung up in this sad baby narrative. Um, but then also, you know, that plays against me because then they're going to say, yeah, she did walk away. Yeah. She abandoned. Yeah. She acts like it's no big deal. Like she doesn't care. Like I'm set up to fail and then accused for failing and blamed for it. But I have no issue going about my business and working through it. Um, if it's nice out, which it looks like it might be, and that the fog is starting to lift, then I'd like to get out on the beach and play in the water and get some sun. Um, I'm getting ready to move, so I should start packing and getting things ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Things really were jiving and doing and going amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I was trying to re-encourage her that my first email reach out was that I don't plan to take the kids away from her. What I'm fighting for is time with the kids. And I think she misunderstands completely. And then by the time I was done, I was so pissed. I was like, I, I really regret this and wish I had chosen anybody but you. I, like, I want them to be with anybody but you. Yeah, and I feel like I'm being thrown back now to process Corey bullshit and Sawyer bullshit. It's a reminder and reminiscent of pain and trauma, which I avoid and I run from. That's why I ran from Corey. It's why I walked away from Sawyer.
Yeah. Awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, the last couple of days have been a little less than desirable, but it's been good because I had too much sun and I was peeling. So, yeah. No, I don't. Okay, let's see if I can find Looking for a pen and a notebook. That would be amazing. Cause I honestly don't know how, I mean, I, I usually handle big emotions really well, but I don't know how this is going to go. Um, I'm struggling with whether I should prepare a response that contains my sadness as well to say, wow, like, unbelievable like so this is what you really think of me and this is the story that you got from other people but it couldn't be further from the truth I, I I almost feel like I want to put that out there and to say how incredibly hurtful and that Corey in my case was so such high profile domestic violence I ran from him and it's well documented you know but anyway I do. Okay, it's six one seven. Okay. Five seven five. Two three eight five. Five seven two. One. Okay. Yeah, and that is it it goes straight to voicemail, uh that I can check that the rest of the week. Okay. I'm going to need it. Like that was just such a, that was such a low blow that just lets me know the relationship is not good and it's not one I want to keep. Yeah, definitely. So we'll talk next week. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Bye.